Welcome to PEV Lane, the show all about PEVs. My name is Hanson. And my name is Brett, also known as E-Rider A. And of course, today we have another interesting topic. And for people who are uh, maybe amateur riders or first-time riders or maybe who have never been to a group ride, we're going to talk about some group rides today and what exactly, yes, toast the Timmies, um, what exactly happens on group rides. Before we jump into the topic. Yeah, there's a few uh, things maybe we should, uh, well, we'll segue into it. Yeah, yeah. We'll always segue into it. But touch on a few news pieces for this week. Yes, on this week. Up first is uh, an EUC-related piece of information. Kind of real quick. Um, Real quick, a little earlier than I think a lot of people anticipated. That's what I mean, yeah. That is that the new Bagode Master which is their follow-up suspension wheel to King Song's S22, I guess, Mm -hmm. um, has landed in North America. Um, (laughs) There's probably multiple of them, but the first unboxing video that I've seen was put out by Chance uh, on his YouTube channel. And uh, he did a little first impressions, and he's going to be testing the off-road capabilities of that wheel. So, Yeah, and that's crazy because like most people, there was rumors out there that they heard that that you know that this wheel was going to come potentially even before the uh, King Song new S twenty two. The most interesting part of his unboxing that I saw, for those of you who haven't seen it, is uh, the the wheel comes like shrink wrapped around the battery section where the metal is. No way. Covered in like a plastic, like you'd peel off like a phone or something. <laughs> but what's funny is in the video he shows how like it's wrapped all the way around, including the back which is like right next to the motor. Oh, wow. And he literally couldn't get the plastic off during his unboxing. And he made a comment of that. No, you can't leave it on. It, maybe it'll heat, overheat or get yeah, caught yeah. in there if it gets ripped or something. Yeah. It's just for uh, shipping, right? It keeps it from getting scratched. Oh, that's rough. Yeah, so he, he had to disassemble the battery packs to remove the plastic. You know, I guess these <laughs> are hurdles we all kind of go through but yeah it's exciting to see that we all kind of come out so quick and then suddenly hear stories like this well you know but is back at it yeah. once again so the, <laughs> they may change that in the, the next the coming shipments that we see but either way it looks like a pretty nice wheel um, yeah surprisingly I coming like out the all black color yeah, yeah and you take scheme. the pads off it looks yeah. like really crazy yeah it looks like just a wheel yeah yeah it's very narrow Mm-hmm. And you can see a lot of the tire that's exposed, like when you don't have the pads on. Yeah, it's crazy. They looking. add some width to it. and Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's crazy. Uh, if you want to move on, there's some new scooters you told me about. Yeah, so I think uh, they're not necessarily new, but they're more well, so newly available, newly available yeah. at least in Canada as well. I'm sure there's a few dealers in the States that have had these, but uh, the Weepeds, um, which are, which are the, impressive scooters. Some of the fastest scooters um, that you can buy, uh, they go over 100 kilometers an hour easily on like the top end models. Um, and so, yeah, the the new, the two scooters that they make, I think there's like a 60 volt entry level and a 72 volt yeah. with different uh, top speeds and whatnot. But they're available in Canada. They're now. available now in Canada. You can get them from, I saw them available at Mini Motors, Mini Motors Canada. Yeah, um, sweet. And they're pretty reputable. I always see yep. people talking about them. And so. they do. I think they also have Cyberfolds. Probably not a lot of them, but I did see Cyber the Cyberfold listed on their website as well. So Yeah, so shout out to Mini Motors. Yeah, if you're interested in a really fast scooter uh, and you don't have a budget <laughs> because they're very expensive. Well, I mean, you get then, what you pay uh, for, right? Yeah, then so. go check that out. And if you want to go really fast, yeah. they, they look pretty cool. 
Yeah, they're they're pretty. They're the it people for that. Uh, one thing I noticed real quick, I'll slip this into uh, this week. I'll record it on my phone too, so everyone can see. Um, is Extreme Bull came out with these really kind of weird pedals that are they look like the CNC, and I'm pretty sure they are CNC. They say XM CNC plus acrylic plus LED pedals. So these things like glow. So people wear. I wonder how they're powered. Is it batteries? That's a good question, actually. Like, is it batteries it's in be, the pedals? It's got to be because they slip like a little magnet in there to yeah. keep the pedals up. They yeah. have to slip a little like battery in there to It'd make it. It'd be that cool happen. if they had like a rechargeable battery and then when you flipped it up, it was induction charged oh, yeah. from the inside of the okay. wheel. <laughs> like a phone. No, we're getting smart here. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get some induction charged pedals with light ups. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, so moving on, uh, I believe we had a PSA for people. Yeah, just a brief PSA. I mean, we've already experienced this on our side of things and in our local riding group. And I'm sure everywhere around where seasonal um, changes affect like the riding season and just some people's willingness to go ride. Mm-hmm. There's a um, common trend that comes out in the common spring. Trend, and it's very common in you know, motorcycling and PEVs, everything is that injuries are far more common mm-hmm. uh, at the beginning of the season so just a psa to everyone you know be careful be careful that's yeah. it that's basically it <laughs> yeah dress for your uh the slide right and the ride and the ride as and we say one motto i like to say is don't be a hero like yeah. if you're like yeah i want to do something crazy or whatever like don't be doing stuff in traffic like if you're closed course racing or like doing trails and stuff, that's time to start to go crazy. But like, don't be risking it in places where you could legitimately really, really hurt yourself. So yeah, careful. we don't we don't want to see those. As much as I love watching the fail videos, yeah, <laughs> they do happen. It, they do it's happen. it's yeah. less fortunate when you know the the fellow rider who goes down and mm-hmm. y- you hear about the injuries or the recovery time, and it's the worst time to go down because the season's just starting. You want to mm-hmm. get out there and you don't want to be missing out on the next few weeks to a month uh, just because you had a, an accident. So, yeah, exactly. Um, and and speaking it, of that happened to me. Yeah, sorry. No, it happened to me last year um, oh. at, in the beginning of May. I had a small fall on my MSP. Mm. Right. I hit a hit a bump over torqued it and went flying off. Yeah. And busted up my shoulder and elbow kind of bad. It didn't prevent me really from riding because it was upper body only. Mm-hmm. Um, but the recovery time is still not fun and you don't want to you know, yeah. be out be out of commission for some time. Because the whole time you're out, you're like, I want to ride. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but moving on from that, it's, it's time to get excited and people get excited because the season's opened up, which is kind of like the next and last part of this week is um, – it's exciting. We're seeing a lot more group rides, a lot more diverse group rides, and people just getting out riding and being excited about it. So PSA, be, be careful. But at the same time, Get the season's there. here. The season's here. We've been riding a lot recently. I know yep. the both of us are literally sitting on this couch, and if we don't move, move much today and you're watching the YouTube <laughs> version, it's because we're both pretty sore. Um, Hanson may be a little bit more sore because he was on his bike yesterday than I was on my EUC just falling everywhere in the woods. It was amazing. Yeah, we did. <laughs> I think the first off-road well, group ride yeah. uh, of the season, and it was pretty gnarly. And uh, for me, like it was the same thing. It was my first off-road ride this year. 
and then going that extreme we were out for like four hours four or five yeah. hours yeah i checked my like clock yeah. and i was like whoa hold on i think i did it? almost 40 kilometers or something which when you're off-roading and going at a slower pace is a lot you're climbing things and jumping yeah. things and maneuvering yeah it's crazy but the group ride yesterday was like it opened up my eyes i was like oh that's why i'm happy to talk about this topic today because we had a group ride yesterday that was like unlike a group ride we've had before and like oh so to kind of like let's move into that topic a little bit and let's let's open up the shell of of group rides 101 um there are different types of group rides the one we were on yesterday was like an off-road ride that was really cool we we're pretty sore you know we got some bruises and stuff uh but the more typical ride you see and the rides that pop up in different places um are street-based rides and bike lanes and stuff like that so we kind of want to talk about the common things that would happen on a group ride if you've never been to a group ride just like the regular things that inevitably they're just kind of gonna happen um and then there's different types of group rides and they all kind of bring different things like we talked about in our long range our long range long range group ride uh episode you know mm-hmm. stuff about long range riding right so that's a whole other topic if you haven't seen the episode go check out the episode um so group rides and street rides from the very beginning just planning things i think there's a lot to take in um so like have you ever organized a group ride before hansen well, like of your own where you were leading it? Not a large group, no. No, but more like personalized, Personal. like just inviting people in. Yeah, like one or two people. Yeah, and those are fun. Invitational rides, we can pop to that after the street rides. But um, most times when you meet people out in public and stuff like that, you have a meeting place and a meeting time. And just to kind of open all this up, I think it's important that you keep that meeting place and that meeting time, regardless on kind of what's going on. Uh, and I think the reason is a lot of people kind of depend on that and maybe aren't checking their phone as they're coming down. Yeah. And along the topic of keeping that place, I think it's also good to have that place be somewhat consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, like so if you're in a city, for it. yeah, if you're in a city, maybe you set up like a common spot where you start your rides from or you, you meet before you start the ride. Yeah. And then from there, it's maybe it's in a good spot that you can go different directions and have different types of rides spawn out of that location and like you said then it's you don't have to worry about like oh am i in the right spot yeah because if it's every time you go on a group ride it's a new starting spot i've been there before the struggle is real and you're gonna have late showers you're gonna have a whole bunch of confusion and yeah so that's all on the topic of starting the group ride and like i may run my mouth a little bit on this topic and talk a little fast because this is kind of like my forte this is what i do i like to lead group rides but to keep that consistent place is one thing and i'm happy you mentioned what you did because that's why i kind of i don't want to say i found ontario square for toronto e-riders but i think i kind of did there's a lot of chargers there and i just kind of made it an hq but my idea was if i was planning on doing long range group rides we'd always kind of want to leave on lakeshore and to have a central place right downtown where you could just zip out Lakeshore, even if it is Martin Goodman for a little bit, you know, it takes a little bit to get out of there, to have that central place, that familiar place that you always go to. And then even when we do downtown rides, we all just kind of meet at the bottom and we start riding yeah, and up then you go the up. city, right? And it's mm-hmm. fun to do that, right? Um, but yeah, that consistent time, that consistent place, because when people end up showing up to these rides, almost every single time, if you've never been to a group ride, there's people who will message the leader or someone or message a friend who is going and is like, hey, I'll be two minutes late. I'll be three minutes late. Yeah. Or they're there really early, but they need to charge. Yeah. So that's or, another point, right? Like you mentioned, there's a lot of chargers there. And that's part of it, too. If you have these group rides set up, 
some people may be coming from a bit further away or and they w- still mm-hmm. want to join or they just maybe have a lesser range uh, PV so they want to come early so that they could charge up in preparation for the group ride. Yeah, so a good like golden rule is you should always be at 100% when you start or near it. Yeah. And you know, if you've got a PV with a large large battery to be near the top is fine. Yeah. Uh, but people come down different ways. A lot of the time me and you we both commute or we both like ride down to the, the, the stop, yeah. the start, right? Where other people who live out of the city sometimes they take the train in. In Toronto Union Station isn't too far away from our little Ontario exactly. Square HQ and they charge on the train and stuff on the way down, so there's a lot of different solutions for that. But yeah, there's a lot of charges around there too and you should always be, you know, 100% charged. And that's Another thing to bring up as well, too, often those people who come late and they're like, oh, I'm only going to be a couple minutes late or they come on the hour, like as we're rolling out, they're the ones who are at like 80% and go, oh, man, I need to stop and charge. It's like they were not prepared. So uh, preparedness is everything when it comes to group rides. So um, once you kind of get everyone there, there's there's a... uh, there's a couple different ways you could run your group ride and it kind of just sets a tone from the beginning. If you don't really address the crowd and it's more casual, then there's not many expectations. You're out there just kind of having a good time, whatever. But sometimes when you have more people, then there's like the addressing of the crowds and like the the talking of the rules. How do you see that normally go down, at least from the group rides you've been on? And, and what are some crucial things you think, or at least a few things to mention at the beginning of a bigger group ride? Well, I think one of the important things is speed and like setting expectations mm. for the group ride. Because that's a big thing to people talk about. It's a big about. thing and there's a lot of different styles of riding and there's there's a time and place for different styles of riding, mm. including in group yeah. rides. And so I yeah. think having that expectation set, whether it's like at the meetup point when everyone kind of meets, if it's more of like an ad hoc uh, group ride or if it's more planned, then you are telling everyone up front like, hey, this is going to be cruising speed of x whatever yeah um, 20 to 30 kilometers an hour or something it's good average. to set those expectations yeah with the original setting that up there. it'll also allow people who maybe have pvs that aren't as fast to know if they can come to that specific group ride mm-hmm. or if like if it makes sense for them to go because they're always welcome but you may be struggling to keep up or not enjoying it as much if you find out like it's a let's bomb the road group ride and everyone's going 40 to 50 kilometers the whole time right to keep up with traffic and stay on the roads versus like taking the bike lanes and yeah so on the topic of like prep slash actually starting the ride it's the expectation of the speed um excuse me um I know there was a group ride recently that I led called the Big Loop. I called it the Big Loop because it just kind of like went around downtown. Mm-hmm. I didn't set any expectations for speed. It may have been kind of a little bit of an experiment just to kind of see what would happen. Just yeah. to say like it is this long of a ride. Do you really expect we're going to be going this slow type of thing? True. And it's kind of mean to <laughs> expect people to understand that. But at the same time, you make a really good point. If you're doing more regular rides instead of something like a regular and large and yeah. something else, setting that expectation really makes a difference. Because if you show up to a ride and you've got you know a specific PV that doesn't go that fast, you're you're not wanting to be there. You're like, oh, this is not worth my time. Yep. Like currently for me, I only have a V10F, which it's a good EUC, but it literally tops out at 40 kilometers an hour uh, is like the limit in motion has on the wheel. So 
And when you're having group rides that go like 35 or yeah. something, right? When you're at the back of the pack and you want to speed up, you're not really speeding up. Yeah. And it's not like you're, the whole group is ripping at like 50 kilometers an hour. No, like yeah. Riding in group rides is some of the most enjoyable thing, but it doesn't have to be fast. Mm-hmm. And and when you're going relatively slower and then you have an even slower PEV, the thing is they can't catch up. They can't stay in the group. Yeah. They want to be in the group. They're being forced to slowly fall back until you stop. Meet at like the next point up. or something. Yeah. Or you have to stop like you said yeah so setting expectations i think is is a really it's a big idea and at the same time um having rides where everyone is kind of in the same ballpark where like they're all fast ucs or they're all like the one wheels or it's more of just like a cruise where everyone's evolved and everyone's acknowledged we're going slower those are the really really enjoyable rides yeah and the only time that like less i would say less planning is involved as if you're very familiar with the group and like you said it's like we're just ucs or we're just one wheels Mm -hmm. then in those cases you can have your meetup spots and you can have a far less planned out ride because you know everyone kind of is on the same playing field in terms of range speed everything yeah right so you you have that that common ground um so i think like it just varies a lot more if you're trying to plan a group ride where everyone's welcome all these things that we're mentioning you need to take into consideration because there's just way more variables than there is if it's like 10 EUCs, yeah, 10 Shermans. You make a great point when you're like just knowing the people you're riding with. In, in Toronto here, it's probably like this in many other cities where you get to know the regular riders and you just yeah. get a feel for riding with different people. Like just for as an example to shout out somebody, Brian or B. Rye in our group, it's like he's been out with us so much that I love riding with him because I can predict what he's doing. Yeah, And he's like, he's just really comfortable to be with. When you're with a bunch of strangers on a group ride, anything could happen, right? And that's yes. when, you know, anything could happen on a group ride. So, um, yeah. Some more expectations you should have on the ride. I think one thing to mention, I think we'll mention this now, is the peeling off factors. Because sometimes that happens early, like we just kind of mentioned you know, maybe the speed isn't right for you or you're not comfortable and you end up showing up and it's just like, oh no, this, I can't do this. Uh, You might have to peel off, right? The first thing I want to say at the beginning is let your leader know. The person who's like organizing the rides, they know you didn't get hurt or people go back looking for you. Just let them know. Um, And then, you know, maybe the reason. Why why are you leaving the group? To that same point, depending how big the group is, let someone know. Yeah, because then they'll race up because and tell they'll the tell exactly. Yeah, I, you know, at the Doesn't, front, this is the expectations I have, but this is what I get. Yeah, oftentimes I get someone coming. And this, coming. it kind of makes more sense because if they're they may be now hanging near the back, they're getting ready to peel off, and then as long as you tell someone, don't just leave because then, like you said, it could be an injury or you could. Everyone stops to figure out where that person is, checks their phones. So that's a great Let someone know why you're leaving or that you're leaving and then they can pass up. Let multiple people know if you can. Yeah. So I almost take back what I just said. But in a way, like you still got to let the leader know, but like you don't have to let the leader know per se. Like say you're getting up to your street to plan, to speed up, to get to the front, to scream at the leader, to let them know. Mm -hmm. It's really hard. And then to get off of your street. So if you just let the person at the back know, at the next stop, they're like, oh, by the way, this person left. They're going home. They got to meet their grandma or something like that. Exactly. And just to add on to that, what I wanted to mention. So when you're on the ride as well, I know we sometimes do this, but not always. If you have a large group, it may be helpful to kind of designate someone as the person at the back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I know in like motorcycle group rides, we always have like a leader and someone at the back. They have to make sure that no one in the middle 
gets lost, essentially. Yeah, and they're, they just always have an eye for the group. Exactly. And they just tell what's going on. There's a few people in Toronto who like Because we often get split and, up, right? So if there's like an intersection yeah. or something or some cars and a couple, like the group splits in two, you may end up waiting, but you just need to know like how many people were back there, if everyone's caught up. And as a leader, I love that. Because like, say, for example, we have a guy in Toronto named Jeff. Mm-hmm. And Jeff often likes to ride at the back so we can see the whole group and he's just more comfortable where he's at the back. Yeah. So when he arrives, it's like, oh, when I have Jeff, I have everyone. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's so like when I have that know. person, you just look at them, you give them that eye or that little thumbs up and they give it back to you. And exactly. it's like, all right, let's keep going. So the more organized you are in that group ride or having that back person, the quicker you can go. You're not because if you wait for more than like two minutes, a minute and a half, people start setting up post. Yeah, and it's like no. Let's keep going. Let's keep taking going. their helmets off. That's why long range rides can be <laughs> oh, difficult. Oh, is it a smoke break? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so you have to be organized and let the people know, which is something I do on my longer range rides. I'm like, hey guys, we're going here. We're gonna make a stretch of 35 kilometers. We're gonna charge up here. So if anything does happen, it's like, oh, you can't find the group. They probably went to here. Yep. You know, to that same place. So setting those expectations uh, of that. But yeah, having someone at the back, and they could also like, you know. Uh, circling it back they can see if that single person is split off yes you know what i mean so uh but later on in the group ride you know it gets near the end of the group ride and there's two ways a group ride could end you either get to this destination it's a shorter ride or something and everyone gets there and it's like voila dun, 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 you're there and then sometimes you just have some crazy rides where people are like yeah i'm done yeah i'm done yeah i'm done and then you're down to three people and it's like all right, let's ride to this person's yeah, house. Do we continue or do we change the plan and yeah. go somewhere else? Yeah. There's so many times where you're like, all right, let's just play chauffeur for everyone. Who wants to go home next? Let's ride you home. <laughs> um, so there's definitely, like, you can never expect a group ride to end one way. It'll end whatever way it wants to end. And you can plan it out the best you can. You can really push that to go in a certain direction, like that kind of ending where it's nice. Mm-hmm. But, you know, sometimes you get these crazier rides and that's just the way it is. Yep. Right. Yeah, I do miss like the destination rides. We haven't had as many because of COVID and whatnot. But and the weather is and the weather so cold. And it hasn't warmed yeah, up. Yeah, exactly. Yet. <laughs> we don't have patios yet. Like I'm waiting, <laughs> waiting for that patio weather, right, where we can like ride to a brewery and like grab yeah. a drink or hit up some restaurants or bars. Uh, we can't do that yet, but soon. Yeah. So a few more things before we close off the kind of street group ride idea is like there's inevitable things that could happen. Um, Sometimes you have people peel off in a group of three or four because one person had broke one femur. You know what I mean? <laughs> like the, things could happen where, you know, somebody's wheel explodes and then suddenly you have two people staying behind, one to grab a car, one to stay with the person. Yeah. But the ride keeps going or stuff like that happens. It's a small enough ride where everyone's like, screw that. The welfare of this person is more important than and us continuing the ride. Stays. And it's just yeah. like, let's take care of this person. Yeah. Right. So anything could happen on a group ride saying that once again um yeah it's it's inevitable you know i mean hopefully also on group rides you have someone who whether it's the leader if they're the one organizing or someone in the group that has like some sort of first aid kit yeah or just you know yeah so a lot of something with you in case there's injuries yeah we've talked about it previously but i think it's always good to mention that especially with the psa at the beginning here Mm -hmm. group rides often are higher risk because you're riding with lots of other people and mm-hmm. people you may not have ridden with before exactly and depending how you're riding if you're in the street uh, in different formations and such that's 
it's just higher risk and there's more chance of some sort of injury happening or someone just falling. Speaking on that, if you want to hear a lot more about that, check out our episode with Seb or EUC in the Six. Yeah, that Etiquette. It's yeah. such a great episode. I love that episode. Go back and check it out with Seb. Um, and we talk about the group rides and riding with different people. And just, Yeah, he loves you know, group rides. Oh, so. man. And group riding is some of the best riding out there, right? And all these things that we've talked about kind of briefly here. Um it's just at the in the end it makes such an exciting ride i think that's why i want to talk about this and get people excited about it because can you attest like riding solo versus with other people is just more enjoyable yeah it's completely different um definitely more social and more enjoyable on pvs uh in group rides Mm -hmm. Um, so i encourage everyone to to join group rides if you haven't gone on any and you're just kind of learning or you just have your first pv consider going on a group ride and maybe think about everything we've mentioned here as well and uh, look for those very well planned out rides the ones yeah, that make are a welcoming multiple types of pvs and such because they're probably more beginner friendly in that sense mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. will not be you won't be trying to catch up or trying to get lost from the group or something like that so yeah exactly start so, out there and you'll love it and then you'll 100 you'll progress to the different types of group rides yeah so moving into the other types of group rides yes. this is when it really starts to get exciting because especially in 2022 now um there's a lot more versatility so going back to the very beginning of our episode we went on a group ride yesterday that was an off-road ride i know it was it was my first time doing some real serious off-road riding and mm-hmm. it was maybe we could put up um some clips the, yeah, yeah i have a video from henry's go gopro of us just ripping through the yeah, bush and it was a good so one. cool but um don't get kind of lured into the popular idea even if you are maybe a new rider and you want to learn something new progress your skills solo and then go out to some more versatile group rides and this this speaks out more to the experienced riders where don't get lured into the street rides look for the off-road rides the you know the different rides that are doing different things it changed yeah. my life yesterday well i think even not to call him out or anything but brian yesterday like you mentioned earlier you Man, enjoy riding with him in the street Ooh. And he's been riding lots and lots on the group rides in the street rides. On a Sherman. On a Sherman. He has an RS as well. And I think yesterday was one of the first times he did some real off-roading. That's what he said. It was like his first time doing serious off-roading. Yeah. So to go, we did some pretty intense trails yesterday. and uh, We ended up doing blacks. We were like, (laughs) yeah, we'll stay on greens. We'll do some blues. Yeah. Some several. There was maybe one black trail at the end. Yeah. And he's like, well, there's a black we could do. And Brian's like, you could just walk parts "Eh, of it. Yeah, let's do it. (laughs) Yeah, there's a video. Maybe we'll pop it in again of like going down this gully and like, whoa, we appear out of it. Yeah. And it's just like everyone's like falling, going up it. And a few people made it up. It's 45 degrees, I think. Yeah. On the, the up portion. Actually, probably on the down as well. Yeah. But down doesn't matter as much because you just go full speed. <laughs> and I remember I stopped you at one point. I looked you in the eyes and I was like, this is pure nostalgia from when mm-hmm. I was a kid and I was riding my dirt bike. I was like, this is yeah. like the thrill. And I was like, I had music in my ear. I just turned it up just a little bit, started to breathe and focused on the trail. And I was just like, I was, I was off in, the, in another world. There's some very flowy trails we did too, which are really nice. Those yeah. are really beginner friendly and good, good to get your feet dirtier. Yeah. And yeah. you'd really just start to get in the zone. You really feel your wheel, which could bring us into our next point. I think at the end of all of this and the, the group riding that we did, I, in a matter of three, four hours yesterday infinitely became a better rider especially on the street around other cars because of the off-roading and i feel so much more comfortable on my wheel now yeah because on the street you may experience those potholes or weird sudden 
uh, situations where you have to swerve out of the way or break quickly. And in off-roading, that's literally 100% of what you're doing. That's all it is. That's all it is. Yeah. There's roots and rocks and trees that just appear out of nowhere. And yeah. So you get so used to riding where it's like, zzz, obstacle. Duh, 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 duh. Yeah. Bzzz. Versus obstacle, obstacle, obstacle. <laughs> yeah. Compared to... Like if you listen to some off-road videos, we mentioned Chance before. If you ever mm-hmm. watch any of his videos, it's... Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly the rock gardens and oh absolutely so i just say at the end of the day thank you henry for organizing that ride because if it wasn't for him and i didn't get out and do that off-road riding i wouldn't be a better rider mm-hmm. you know that i am today so uh, i'm super excited that he took the time to show us that and the group ride that he made group rides 101 don't be afraid to go on versatile rides yeah to all you city riders i'm looking at you manhattan yeah <laughs> because i know you have less options when it comes to intense off-road take a little trip if you feel like take a little trip maybe try some off-roading outside the city i see it a lot like a lot of the guys Mm. down there they don't do much off-roading because there's a few people they have the concrete jungle right yeah but a lot don't but it's it's a very different style of riding and like having your skill honed in that type of riding versus off-roading Mm-hmm. Uh, is very different so yeah and shout out to like people like new york tarzan who has gone out and he started yes, riding yes. all over america and it's like oh man that's so cool exactly, yeah, yeah yeah just get out there and he becomes such an amazing rider yeah and a bunch Actually, of the toronto guys are heading to new york yeah. probably riding with tarzan i was just gonna say the last time i was there riding i almost ran into him while yeah. we were riding around that's how i met him i think he might show us some uh some nice trails as we make our way down from north down into manhattan yeah that'd be super awesome yeah i want to go on that trip that'd be really cool so to round out this kind of like whole idea the reason why i wanted to do this episode is i always encourage people to go on group rides because it's a different type of riding it's a different experience when you're around other people and your skills get tremendously better and you really do excel as a rider being on those group rides and the information from the people I wouldn't know half about, you know, anything if it wasn't for the group rides and to Hanson. Hanson, <laughs> we started this podcast and when you asked me, I said yes, because on the group rides when we were always meeting up all the time. Yeah. You're knowledgeable, man. You always want to talk about stuff. So yeah, like, that's how we met, right? It was yeah, on a group ride. hundred percent. So yeah. Yeah. So um, I'm super excited. We got a chance to talk about this. And as always, if there's something that you want to mention that we didn't mention or that is worth mentioning, then maybe this is a topic we can come back to. Let's see what let's see what the viewers' favorite type of group rides are. I'm curious. Yeah. Let us know down below, like what your favorite type of group ride is, whether it's off road, street, small group, big group, long distance, short, whatever it is, or why you like them. Because maybe you like two, maybe you like street, and you like off road for different reasons. Yeah. Let us know. Yeah, and that can encourage Get out of your people. comfort zone. Get on yes. those group rides. <laughs> um, so I guess that'll move us into our Instagram shout-out today. Um, our Sounds Instagram shout-out today is someone I wanted to shout-out. Um, and I kind of thought about who are some group leaders around. So let me do a little screen recording for everyone here. And there was an event, actually, that happened somewhat recently. And the event happened in Las Vegas. And okay. it was done at eastgate con that was the event eastgate con there was a race there was a convention by m boards bumper boards uh, eastgate exchange podcast you hear them online so that whole Mm -hmm. um business there and the person who led their group right i believe was socal legend and socal legends southern california legend socal um he leads rides he's a leader i believe that his is kind of 
his deal, but he also has a lot of affiliate links and stuff as well. And he's just a really cool guy to follow. Shout out SoCal Legend. SoCal Legend. Is he, uh, what type of PV does he ride? So he rides a lot of Eastgate. I believe oh, awesome. he's almost Eastgate. I want to say he's he probably rides other PEVs, but he strictly rides Eastgate a lot. Those are some beefy tires. Yeah, on that Cali board. Look mm-hmm. at that Cali deck. Beautiful. But yeah, his group. This was a uh, this was the Eastgate Con one, I believe in Vegas. Was, yeah, yeah, looks like Vegas. they took over the strip. I mean, I, I've mentioned them once before, and I'll mention them again. The Eastgate uh, Exchange podcast they talk about this that looks like now a they huge like, group yeah they they literally shut down the strip and there was like people listening on police radios just to be sure that they weren't <laughs> being called in and stuff that sounds fun but yeah they called on socal legend to make that see las vegas night ride for that so it's really cool um and yeah he works with evolve i'm pretty sure as well awesome check out his instagram oh yeah we'll link it down below so going back i'm thinking way back into my e-skate days he's on like um evolve promo and stuff like he's, okay, nice. he's on a lot of their stuff. So yeah, check him out uh, on Instagram, SoCal Legend. I guess that wraps it up for this week's episode. Yeah. I mean, we appreciate everyone's support here. As always, like uh, and subscribe to this channel on YouTube. We also you have... see more every Tuesday. Yeah, we have a website, pvlane.com, where you can see the links to all the other, uh, all the other platforms where we post, because maybe you like to work on a weekday and listen to a podcast. Maybe you listen to Spotify, you got Apple an Apple Music. phone, Apple Podcasts, mm-hmm. you got a Android, maybe Google Podcasts. It's all there. pvlane.com, you can check it out. Like you said, we're here every Tuesday. See you guys next week. Yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Peace. Peace.